You have, do you have a beer with you? Yes. Okay, good. You got that down. Um, uh, you can say whatever you want to say. It's not really. This is a not a family-oriented uh, okay. show. The only young person who listens to it is his, is his son. Yeah, that's, this is true. <laughs> Dad, what's shit done, mate? Right, shit. That's fifty eleven. <laughs> uh, and if you feel the need to burp, lean in and let her rip. Okay, please. Good to know. Please. <laughs> it's a sign of affection and good beer. Good beer. Yep. 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 So very good. That's it. that's really all the rules. Yeah. Are you oh. recording already? I am recording already. So we're not live. We are recording. So I guess let's get started. You want to get started? I mean, you might as well. I mean, isn't there something I'm supposed to do? Do it. Beers with Nigel is poured for you by Dire Oil Graphics, promotional products and design. They cover your brand bumper to bumper with graphic design, promo products, and print. See what Dire Oil Graphics can build for you at direoil.com. That's D-Y-E-R-O-I-L.com. Smooth jazz. Smooth jazz. Uh, Jonathan, Jonathan, shout out to Jonathan for that open. Uh, welcome to Beers with Nigel. I'm Nigel. I'm that other guy. It's a beer. Uh, it's a beer. It's a show about beer. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm Beer Nick. Yeah, Beer Nick. <laughs> a show about beer and other stuff or things, depending on who you talk to. We've got some guests all the way from Eureka Springs, Arkansas. Dave and Wendy Hartman. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks. Thank welcome. Good to be they're, here. They are the co-owners, brewers, all things Gotta Hold Brewing. And if you, gotta, and if you, and if you need a clue, if you're watching the video, it says he's the brewer. Uh, it's right on his shirt. shirt. <laughs> right on his shirt. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Great. We're great. We're great. Yeah. I, thanks for coming on. I, we, I, I'm I'm impressed by the microphone setup. That's very professional. That's more professional than us. Well, look, that's not hard. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's certainly not hard. <laughs> Again, they're well, from. When you've got such a low ton technology with everything else, we needed this kind of mic. <laughs> <laughs> just, to, just to make it look fabulous. Exactly. Are Are you in the brewery right now? We're in the tap room. Nice, nice. That's a beautiful tap room, by the way. But we'll get into that. First of all, we, you know, we have one of our listeners. We gotta, we gotta tell him what we drink, or he gets really. Junior, shout out to Junior. What are you guys drinking over there? I have a Funky Soul Farmhouse saison. Look at that funky, that, nice. that great glass. Look at that great That's glass, beautiful. Like you think it's fancy wine, but it's I, not. I have the same thing, but in a more pedestrian glass. That's hard. <laughs> Harder for me to break. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that is fair. That is fair. So what's the story? Uh, let's start with this. Because since, since I met you guys and I came down there, everybody that asked me about when I say got a hold, I have to repeat it to them. Say it slowly. Got a hold brewing. What's the name? Give me, give me the story on the name. I've been wondering about it since I left. Okay. So I have a rule of threes. And the third time I heard this expression, we've been looking for a brewery name and I couldn't find one with about what, 7,000 breweries in the United <laughs> States. Mm -hmm. And so he had gone back to Vermont to close on our house and I went out for a beer and some friends introduced me to their friends who had recently moved here. And they asked, well, what brought you here? And I said, we're opening a brewery. I said, what brought you here? And they said, this place just got a hold of us. 
Ah. It's really about Eureka Springs. And for us, that is true about the place. But there's another layer to this story. Okay. And it's that his beer got a hold of me. Oh. I didn't know when I met him that he was the brewmaster of my favorite brewery. So. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's a it's a brewery love story. It's, it, it's love brew. That's that's awesome. That's, tell me, tell me, there's going to be a love brew name, like at some point. Uh, like love child. Okay, yes, there is going to be a love brew name at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I like to follow directions. Well, we, haven't, we haven't we haven't had that yet, but that that will make that that makes for uh, good husbandry. By the way, just following directions. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, by the way, we didn't we didn't shout out to Junior. Junior, we're drinking. Uh, Sock Hop is a vanilla cream ale from Transparent Brewing in uh, Grandview, Missouri. So, Junior, you can get that one. Maybe you went over there today. Really good. Yeah, it's, re- it's really, really, really good. Really good. So, you guys are not from Eureka Springs? We are not. I grew up in Oklahoma. I grew up in New York, just outside the city. So, we are, yeah, we, we are folks who relocated here just to do this project. Seriously, yeah, that's 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 amazing. Yeah, so so how did you stumble into Eureka Springs? A crazy best friend, best friend from Oklahoma who has a house here, kept saying, "You need to visit. It's totally you. You are going to fall in love with it." And it was the one time he was right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it, a, friend. You got it's it. A, it's one <clears throat> very very cool little town. Um, yeah, just totally checked all of our boxes in terms of types of places that we wanted to live. And at the time there's no brewery here. It just, and it's, it's a great place for, for a brewery like we yeah. wanted to do. It's just, we had a lot of people that come through. It's a nice town to visit. And we get, we get a lot of people from KC where, where I know yeah. are. I mean, even when I was there, I mean, half the people were from KC. And of course there's right. always, always somebody that this, I show up at breweries and people are like, there's Nigel. And of course I'm there at your brewery and somebody knew me from KC. I was like, really? <laughs> Awesome. By the way, uh, plus 25 points for that humble brag there. I wasn't a humble brag. That's, that's the truth, man. It happens. It happens. In the, so here's happens. a weird coincidence. So I overheard somebody talking to Nigel in the beer garden, and he was talking about being on a TV station that I grew up watching, and we got to talking, and we grew up in neighboring towns. That That's right. I forgot about that's that. Right. Where yeah, our schools are arch rivals. She went to Midwest City. I went to Del City. Ah. I, f- I forgot about that. Small world. How crazy is that? One of my one of my yes. buddies played football at Midwest City. Really? It's my, it's, it's there we go. Last Gundy. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I the one year I did play football in ninth grade because I, I went to Delcrest and um, uh, Mike Gundy was at whatever what was the whatever it was Monroney or one of those schools. I played against yeah. him. And I got really? to, I got to tackle him, so he probably doesn't remember that. But <laughs> so, how did you guys meet? What's what's the story between uh, Dave and Wendy? What's that? What's that story? Well, my best friend, a different best friend, introduced <laughs> us, and uh, her partner was his boss. Aha! Uh-huh. Where was so, this? This is in Vermont. <clears throat> I was work- I was running a brewery called Long Trail in Vermont. Okay. Uh, much bigger, much bigger brewery, like 150,000 barrels a year. Wow. And uh, yeah, my boss was a production manager. He, his wife now is, was Wendy's best friend and what all growing up, right? When you were in yeah. the 
So uh, how, how yeah, long ago she, was this? Eight years eight ago. Eight years ago. So so I, I be, it begs the question: You're in Vermont. Were you in Oklahoma at the time? Where were you? No, I had moved to. Well, I was in Phoenix actually when we met. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is such a scattered story. Yeah, yeah, yeah the story doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> So, yeah, so, so I, I was ready to leave Phoenix, and my best friend had said, hey, you should come check it up. And I did, and we met, and the rest is history. So were you were you drinking beer at the time? Were you a beer drinker? Oh, yeah. I've been a beer drinker since college. Really? Well, actually, since technically junior high, but <laughs> decent Fair. beer since college. Okay, so. Well, that, that, that leads to our one of our yeah. favorite questions. Do you remember the beer that you went, oh. This is good beer. Fat tire. Yeah, that's we've had that one before. We've had that one, yeah. What, what what about you, Dave? Yeah, it was Guinness. Like I think it was the extra stout. Uh, you know, at the time when I was in college, um, somebody brought some that some to a party, and I'm like, okay, let me try that. And it was, you know, I remember like the beer was. I think I spilled it on myself actually, and it stained my shirt <laughs> black. You know, I'm like, what the hell is this? The beer isn't like yellow. Um, <laughs> right, which kind of freaked me out, but then I, uh, you know, the, well, this is delicious, and it sort of opened me up to the world of there's more to beer than just you know Bud Miller Coors. Yeah, yeah. This is you know thirty years ago. Yeah, you know, so, it's it's a a true a true love story when uh, you meet a woman that loves beer as much as <laughs> I mean, it, it doesn't happen very often because you know it's I think it's it's beautiful. I always say my wife liked to drink beer until we got married. And then it was like. <laughs> and then it was over. Yeah. I was like, no, no, no. Now you're buying me other things. <laughs> so, Dave, how did you get into uh, brewing? What's your what's your brewing background? Obviously, you've, 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 you've worked at a big brewery. You started somewhere. Yeah, sure. So, I, I went to engineering school initially. These, these headphones keep popping out. Um, and one of my professors, actually, in engineering school taught me home brewing, which was Wonderful. Best professor uh, ever. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, this is in the in the very early 90s, 1990s. So craft brewers are still, you know, there weren't right. very many. Um, there were a few on the East Coast. And uh, yeah, I had a, I had an engineering job and I, it, you know, I, I realized I don't know that I want to sit at a desk, you know, doing doing calculations and so on and so forth all day. Um, so I managed to talk my way into a job at a, at a brewery. Uh, actually, it was the brewery I was running in, in Vermont um, later when we met. So I was there for about a year and a half, uh, 92, 93. And then I left to go back to school for brewing. I went to UC Davis. Um, nice. Went through, went through that program. And yeah, been moving, moving around through the industry uh, for kind of it'll be 30 years next year. So yeah, time. you're you're an OG, you're beer lifer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's 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 funny though because a lot of my friends who own breweries had the, the, these degrees in engineering and uh, uh, architecture. Yeah, all, you know, yeah, all these things are like eh, I don't know about that. I think I want to make beer. <laughs> so at what point did you figure out? You know what? I want to do that. I mean, you got that job that that gave you the bug to get go get the education. And you're like, oh, I'm do, I'm changing it. I'm going to do it. Yeah, so I mean, I worked I worked at the, the brewery in, um, for about a year, maybe a year and a half, and you know, at that point, I'm like, okay, this is what I want to do, and also, 
I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So I'm going to go back to school and, and learn a bit more <laughs> about it. Um, and yeah, I mean, at that point, I really like, I decided that this is what I wanted to make a career out of. And I haven't swerved at all, really. It's, uh, I don't know. I love it. I love making beer. We, I made a, made a batch of beer today. Um, I mean, we, you know, I was in Vermont before we left, I was running, like I said, it was a much bigger brewery. It was mostly management. I had like 30 people working for me. Wow. Now it's me doing everything. Right. So kind of back to the roots and I love it. It's much great. more satisfying for you? Um, it <laughs> is. Yeah. 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 For sure. It's, I mean, I liked, I liked running a big, there, there are things that are nice about running a bigger brewery too. You've got a lot of resources. You have, we had a lab team. We had a full maintenance team, um, packaging team. You know, we get to. <laughs> Assistant brewers to clean for you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we, we get to do all that stuff now. So yeah, when the chiller breaks, I deal with it. When, yeah. when anything else breaks, I deal with it. You know, like I do all the brewing. I do all, I mean, I'm cleaning floors and yeah, definitely happier. Um, happier here running our own thing. When did, when you first had his beer, were you like enamored? Uh, you know, you already, you already met him. You already were digging him. When the first beer you had of his, what did you think? Well, the first beer I had of his was probably a few years before I met him. Really? Yeah, because I my best friend had I've been going out to visit her and her partner worked there, so we would go hang out at the brewery. Ah. Um, but I didn't know when I met him, I knew he worked there, but I didn't know what he did. <laughs> I felt like when I finally figured it out, I was like, I won the lotto. <laughs> <laughs> tell you, I'm telling you, this is a lifetime movie right here, man. I'm telling I you. <laughs> they would, they would never believe this story. You so know? when did, when did you kind of flip the switch? And be like, mm, I want to go start my own. And then, and then, and then you move. <laughs> Yeah, so we um, we started looking. I don't know a bunch of years. We probably a couple years before we we left Vermont. The uh, the real thing. I mean, so back. I don't know, so you know, twenty five years ago, or even like ten, maybe fifteen years ago, if you were running a brewery, we had to run through the three tier system. So you had to sell all your beer to right. a wholesaler, and then right. they sold it to bars or whatever. And that started to change, you know, 10, 15 years ago, um, which really made the taproom model right. much more interesting, you know, like possible. And we saw these places popping up and doing really well. And like it looked, you know, kind of like you could be smaller the size that we are and actually make some money right. um, and have some more fun. And, you know, I think everything about the taproom model I like better. I mean, everybody that comes to our brewery gets to meet one of us, gets to try the beers and have them described by people who are very, very knowledgeable about them. The beers are super fresh because, you know, they they were made here on site. Um, and, you know, we're providing a really cool environment to, to, to drink them in. You know, right. not that, not that bar, like beer bars. I mean, we, we sell our beer to some other bars now and like we love those places too. But um I just I like everything about this model about people coming here yeah. and, and actually discovering the beers at the source is so much yeah. cooler than you know kind of any other experience you could possibly have. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I you know I don't 
I'll go to the store and buy buy beer, but I'd much rather go to a tap room because each one has its own little vibe, its own unique thing. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, I might go to one tap room and it might be a pilsner, and might be another pilsner in another tap room. It's not the same beer and it's not the same vibe. That's what I. That's what I loved about when I went down there. I was blown away. Um, Yeah. So you know, once once I I was blown away because I mean the vibe you guys have is just it's it's just it was ridiculous. And you guys were just so awesome, so friendly. They had somebody go pick up barbecue. The barbecue was really good. <laughs> it was a, it was a super great day. Is there like a barbecue button on the wall? You just hit it. No, no, Wendy's no. Wendy was like, I'm I'm, I'm getting an order to to pick up some barbecue. You want anything? I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> so yes. so Wendy, when when um, I guess you've been on board with this the whole time. Let's go start a brewery, right? Yeah, I think I was probably trying to influence him to do it before he was ready to ah. do it. Um, because I knew the possibilities that existed there for him. I knew he made amazing beer. Um, I knew that together we could create a really an amazing environment and it would be a good team. We just had to figure out where. Right. Were you were you sure like the whole time that you were leaving that Vermont area? Yes. So it was kind of a crazy story. We were, um, we had a house in Vermont, but we were both working in New York, right outside of New York city. And when my friend said, come visit. And we came down the first weekend in December, we knew we're like, yeah, let's, let's make this move. And we gave our notice in New York for our apartment. We moved it back. We talked to a realtor. And at that time, in Vermont, houses were on the market for an average of like 340 days. Ours wow. sold in three weeks. Wow. So we, <laughs> came, back down, <laughs> we came back down and said, uh, we got to find a place to live. Right. Found an apartment immediately. And it was right next door to a yoga studio that our landlord owns. And I teach yoga. Um, so we found, I found a job almost right away. He found a job at a coffee shop slash beer bar and it just all fit together so well and then we moved here on april 1st wow (laughs) and all of our friends thought it was a joke seriously yeah and every single one of them said have you watched the show ozarks (laughs) listen no but maybe we should listen arkansas gets a bad rap yeah i think it is a beautiful state it is yeah it really is i i I don't know. I, I've kind of given up on trying to convince people back east that it's cool here. And yeah. just like, all right, well, then don't come visit, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful, and the people are very friendly, and it's a it's a really neat place. We love it. Um, It's mystery beer time Uh-oh. for Nick. We really got to get a jingle. Yeah, we need a jingle. So this is the mystery beer bag, right? It might have come from a golf course, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> so you, need, you need, like, spooky, mysterious movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to work on that. Um, so, you know, when we started this podcast about a year ago, you know, Nick is more of a whiskey guy, but I've turned him. He didn't like sours. Now he likes sours. I think that lasted one episode. Yeah. I mean, if you notice his shirt, there's a, there's one, it's uh, one service. of service, one of two female owned breweries in Kansas city court shout out to Courtney service. And he, he's a service fanboy. So, <laughs> cause every time I bring her beers to him, he's like, Oh my God. <laughs> Maybe that needs to be that needs to be the sound effect. I, I will I will I will tell you guys when um because I I took some stuff back to Kansas City 
and shared those beers, and they were very well received. So I tell they're like, there's a brewery in Eureka Springs. I'm like, there's actually two. <laughs> but I'm like, I see, you know, how would you describe um, just your space and what you guys did? We wanted to have a farmhouse feel that blended in somewhat with the Ozarks. We have a huge beer garden. It's about yeah. an acre. Something it's like that. three it's, different levels, which I didn't big. really realize at the moment that we did it, but I love a place called Oasis on Lake Travis in Austin. And it's a okay. three level thing that you toast a sunset and our beer garden has a sunset view. Yeah. It kind of reminds me a little bit of Flagstaff, Arizona, because of all of the huge pine trees back there. We've got a 90-year-old oak tree that's uh, covering the stage. We have art on the wall and kind of quirky inclusivity messages yeah. everywhere. Yeah, it's a, it's a good, the, the beer garden's great. It's <clears throat> a good outdoor space. You feel you kind of feel like you're in the woods to, to a certain degree. Yeah, yeah. It's a really cool place to hang out and drink some beer. I think I don't I don't think beer garden does it justice because <laughs> it's so big and it's so communal. There were like you know uh, Adirondack chairs and fire pits and you can't help but talk to people. Well, you were sending me texts. I was. You're I was. Like, you gotta see this place. Oh, it's it's great. I mean, I love Eureka Springs, but that that place just took it to a whole another level for me. I was like, wow, great beer, great vibe. I met so many new people there, met you guys. It was just a beautiful, beautiful experience. And, you know, my girl Shelby, who came came with me, doesn't even drink beer. And she had a good time. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, to me, that's, you know, I can take some of the, the uninitiated to a place like that. And they're like, there's something for them. You know what I'm saying? That, that's, what I that's what I loved about it. We so. wanted to do something that happened to us at the place where he worked his first job here is that you walked into this place and you walked out with friends. Yeah. And we wanted to have that same kind of environment. We also wanted to have enough beers on tap with enough diversity that we could get people who don't drink beers mm -hmm. to actually say, huh, that's not bad. Yeah. And order a beer. And it's happening. That, I love that. I love it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause. I'm yeah. going to do our mystery beer. Yeah, do it. It's funny that you mentioned sours because guess what we got? What is that? We got a kettle sour. From Iowa, Toppling Goliath Brewing, Sherry Fandango. It is I'm a, a uh, <laughs> Sherry Kettle Sour. Let's see what's going on with that. I've heard great things my, about my, it. My, my old eyes had trouble reading that can. Well, <laughs> you at least brought your glasses this time, so there's that. <laughs> Nigel refuses to ever bring his glasses. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't like the cheaters. I said, there's no, there's no reason to have two two people bring glasses when one person can do it. It's fine. Look, it's about time you give in and just wear glasses all the time. Oh, I have contacts. I need, I need read. I need readers. That's the thing. Uh, Smells like cherry. So what's what's been the um, what's been the response from the community? You guys have been there. What is it? Has it been a year yet? It's about ten months. Coming up, yeah. Yeah. So we're coming up on a year. It'll be a year in July. Uh, yeah, the response has been good. I mean, obviously, last year was a weird kind of. Mm -hmm. unusual year to open a brewery or to open any business but um people are really psyched about what we're doing i think you know it's what we're doing is a little different than other places down here so it's um 
you know, it's, it's growing and growing. Um, yeah. Was it a little scary there as you were opening and, and, and the sky was falling all over the world? Ter- terrifying. Terrifying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we had, at, we had planned on initially opening in April and, you know, there were, there were a lot of delays, basically a lot of delays due to the pandemic. Um, so we didn't end up opening until July, but yeah, it was, you know, we didn't, you didn't, we, I mean, you didn't know back then how long it was going to go on. Like right. what they said two weeks, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Two. two. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. They Stay at home for two weeks to make it all better. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, all the, everything was shut down. Like we could, you know, at the, if we had opened in April, we would have been able to do to go, but right. nobody knew about us. No one knew what our beer tasted. Like. Right. Right. So it would have been, yeah, it would have been a disaster. Um, yeah, it was definitely, I mean, you know, you sign up for a certain number of sleepless nights when you open a brewery, open uh, any business, but right. especially, especially <laughs> yes. a brewery. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, last year was, yeah, it was, it was trying for sure. But just yeah, think of it as like brewery. equity and sleepless nights. You just, you've already paid them out. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> sleepless equity. This beer. I need to turn it. on some lights. Yeah. It was, it was, I thought, wow, it was getting dark in there. Yeah. This beer is fantastic. Uh, this beer is darn near amazing. Yeah. It's fantastic. That is a that is a dessert. there we go. I, I figured the sun was going down. I was like, well, yeah, it's starting to get dark out. I guess. All right. Well, well, here's what here's what I really want to know. Tell me who you are as a brewer. What are you What are you making? What do you love to delve into? Um. So we we do a lot of, a lot of different things. Uh, you know, one of my experiences is working in Germany in a lager brewery. Ah. So we do we typically run at least two lagers. Um, I, I don't know. They're, they're fun and they actually seem to be kind of some of our biggest sellers. Yeah. Um, sours I love as well. I mean, sours are great, you know, having, being a brewer for almost 30 years, <clears throat> sours are something that came along in the last like 10 or so. Yeah. yeah. And they give you a really new dimension to go into in terms of the balance, you know, so you can, I mean, traditional beer, you've got bitterness and sweetness. And, um, you know, you know, you're, you're kind of playing those two things off of each other with sour. You can actually, you can complement that with a lot of different things. Fruit obviously is the most, most prominent and typically works really well. But, uh, yeah. Um, you know, we do a lot of IPAs. We do. Barrel aging. Yeah. And then we do a lot of aging. So we've got a couple of fooders that are, that are, um, both sours, um, we got a whole bunch of barrels, so spirit barrels, and also wine barrels that are different, basically a bunch of different sour projects. Um, some of which will start to come out later this year, which is exciting. I mean, those are those are typically a year or so in the, in the wood before they're ready. Right. So those are something that we're trying to focus on. Um, they're a little more fun. They're interesting. You don't really know what's going to happen, so there's the element element of chance. <laughs> um, Bless you. Yeah, but I mean, I, honestly, what we're doing mostly is sticking to pre-existing styles, but just a really wide diversity of them and trying to nail them. You know, yeah. so I'm not doing like a lot of brewers are really their experimentation is adding, you know, kind of non-traditional ingredients. Ingredients, so you get all these peanut butter right. porters and like cherry cheesecake right. sours and stuff like that, and they're great. Um, those are a lot of fun. It's not necessarily what we're doing here, though. We're doing, you know, I've got fooders that are cold and sour. So they're Brett and lacto yeah, and they're yeah. aging for a year and they're, you know, they're going to be amazing when they're done. 
Uh, that, that sound, those sounds of those, you know, you know, I, I kind of want to book the trip. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> yeah. So the, we're, uh, yeah, the first, first of the sour releases, I think will be for our, for our anniversary in July. So, okay. Um, you know where we're we go. going, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we so, you know, yeah. Okay. So we're, we you know, since the pandemic's kind of waning, you know, our original plan was to have people come into the studio, and we did it maybe twice before. We couldn't do it. Yeah, I think. But now we're like two or three. we're venturing out, and we're going going to breweries to the chat rooms and doing like, you know, live live podcasts just to oh, get fun. it different because it's a different feel than us doing this, right? You know, right. so we, we've had enough of the video calls. I mean, they're, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's as says most here. of the world. I mean, it's it's been, in in a way, it's been good because we we've been able to been able to get some people from. I mean, obviously, you're in Arkansas. England, we, Pennsylvania, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, England, Chicago, um, Los Angeles. So, so in that regard, I think that's here to stay because then we can talk to way more beer people in sure. different parts of the world, you know. So, but we definitely want to go to places. That's what that's. Look, look, we want to go where the beer is. <laughs> exactly. I mean, let's just be honest. Exactly. <laughs> so, what was it? What was it like? You know, you made that transition from from the East Coast to to Arkansas. What What was that like? Looking, you know, trying to find the place. Figuring out what part of Eureka Springs you wanted to be. Talk about how how that process went because that was a that's a major major leap. Yeah, working yeah, at, working I mean, in New York City. Yeah, sure, sure, <laughs> to Eureka sure, sure. Springs. Yeah, I mean the the moving here part was pre- pretty straightforward, but the, we actually the, the biggest struggle hurdle was finding property. You know, mm-hmm. so this is a pretty small town. There's you know, limit. I mean, like a lot, like the classic thing to do if you're opening a, a, a brewery is you find a warehouse space, you get the brewery in there, and then you, you know, kind of make a tap room space. And, um, you know, that really was not something that was going to work here. I mean, there's some really cool old buildings downtown, but they're very expensive and, and uh, historic. Historic. So you right. can't, you know, they're not amenable to like getting deliveries of malt and pallets. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so we struggled with that for a while. I mean, we made a couple offers on different buildings before we secure this one. Um, and, you know, once that was done, yeah, construction and all kind of stuff. But um, it really, I think we probably spent a year in looking. Easily. Really? Um, for property, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just there's not that many. So we, we um, you know, we wanted to be in the, like, I mean, there, you know, obviously we could have, we could have bought a piece of property outside the city and built or something like that. And we did talk about that, but we wanted to be, we want to be within the city limits. And yeah. Um, yeah. So once we found the right property, um, it was off to the races and, you know, and then the pandemic hit. But. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and the race so, slowed just a little bit. Yeah. The race is more like a, yeah, exactly. Kind of a slow crawl race, but um yeah, I mean, we're building the brand. People are psyched about the beer. We're getting yeah. a lot of people coming back and um, telling their friends. And we're we're seeing a lot of people who, I mean, people from KC, people from different places who are like, yeah, my friend told me we have to check out this business, yeah. which is actually absolutely the kind of business we want to see. Yeah, that, that, that was the thing when I was there. I was like, posted on the page. I'm like, you got to come here. They're like, where? Eureka Springs. Where's that? It's in Arkansas. Got to hold? Got to, yeah, you got to. <laughs> I see what you did there. That was terrible. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. <laughs> so what? What? So Wendy, what? Uh, what things um, that that Dave brews? What's What's your favorite? Uh, what he What What he's doing? Or is it all the things? No, it's definitely not all the things. 
<laughs> so we, we just put on she's she's talking about the hefeweizen if we just put on a Hefe, germ, real german style hefeweizen bananas uh-huh. cloves yeah neither of which are things that she likes in beer yeah but bubble gum banana and cloves in a beer never never for me and that has all three yeah <laughs> so um i i really like the barrel age stuff that he's doing this funky soul that we're drinking is uh Saison uh, that was fermented in red wine barrels. I had so it. It was really delicious. Interesting and complex, and yeah. yet easy for people who don't drink beer to get into it. And almost everybody that we come through that says, Oh, I don't drink beer, if I say, Do you drink wine? Yeah. And I hand it to them, probably eight out of 10 times, they end up ordering a glass of it. Yeah. Which is a big deal. Yeah, that's been actually that's been a real surprise because I'm I'm always I don't know I'm always terrified that people are gonna not like the beer. You know, we put it on tap like, all right, let's see if this moves. <laughs> and a Brett saison fermented in red wine barrels um, definitely struck me as something that you know I might end up drinking a heck of a lot of just yeah. because nobody else was. And it's it is, I mean, it works for a lot of different people, and that's really been great. Um, just to see, because that, that is, you know, there's still a lot of education that needs to happen in terms of like getting, getting people to try different styles, right? getting people to branch out. Uh, and yeah, that's part of our mission for sure. So it's good to see people taking on those more esoteric beers. How is it moving like people the, out of the, from the lager to the other things? Cause I know, especially where you are, you know, you got a lot of people rolling through and What's the closest thing to a, to, like to a butt? Ultra. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the diet beer. I, I love that question because then, then I get to, you know, because I, I work at three different breweries and it, it's, it's fun to get somebody on something that they never thought they would ever drink. You know, I think that's part of, you know, you talk about education, you know, because yeah. think about it. Craft is still a small, small segment, right? Mm-hmm. So to, to be able to find new people and that's probably a great thing for you guys because you get a lot of transient people who are just yeah. stopping in right so you're what what you're doing is yeoman's work because you're you're helping these people find things when they go back home and they're like oh gotta go find a craft beer <laughs> so bless you guys for for uh you know preaching the gospel <laughs> yeah. yeah i think the more interesting one for me instead of that one is the person who says i only drink dark beers or i only drink yeah. reds or i only drink whatever it is there was a gentleman who was here yesterday and he says i don't drink ipas I said, really, what is it about ipas that you don't like and i knew what our two ipas were and i knew how different they were than anything else he can get anywhere right and so i said humor me and just taste this yeah and he tasted and he goes that's good I said, you like an IPA, don't you? (laughs) It's kind of fun to get to see how people open up their mind. Oh, absolutely. I mean. I hate hate it when that happens. (laughs) Yeah, this guy. I don't like sours. Now, every time I bring a sour. Now, give me all the sours. Right. He's like, all all the sours. (laughs) So, tell me about the, because one of the bottles that I brought back, it was was, uh, one of those barrel-aged. Cricket and Steep. Yes. Oh my! And I literally held on to that because it's been you know several months since I've been there, and I might have cracked it open maybe two or three weeks ago for some people. And of course, you know, I have to, I have to, uh, you know, uh, 
tell them about Eureka Springs and there's a brewery because you know nobody understands what where's that that beer oh my gosh it was phenomenal it was lovely beer what 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 else do you have in these barrels I because I, I you know I love all beer but I'm I'm really a stout guy at heart I really am and that thing was just it was just it was just stupendous yeah I just so I just put some more uh, imperial stout into rye barrels and we'll release that this fall. There is right now, there's some more barley wine. There's, yeah, there's actually a couple of different styles aging in there. There's a, a wee heavy Scottish ale that we're aging in rum barrels. Oh, so there's, there's, there's a bunch of stuff. That we're yeah, you had me at rum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love a rum. I, I love, you, I love a rum barrel. A little sampling of that recently. And uh-huh. even our friend who's really not a beer drinker, said, oh, I could drink this, <laughs> but <laughs> it is really damn smooth. It's dangerously smooth. So it has earned a Crooked and Steep uh, label for sure. Oh, yeah. is that right? So Crooked and Steep, as you're coming into Eureka Springs, there's oh, yeah. all of these road signs that say Crooked and Steep, next however many miles, drive with care. We've never seen yeah, Crooked see, and like, Steep. Yes, road. right. What's that mean? Yeah, it's only it's only, for, it's only for, yeah. Well, yeah, because it's it's harrowing to to drive. I mean, you guys live there. What what happens when it snows? Good lord! It's interesting. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> I think that sign, along with and and both of you Oklahomans, the the do not drive into smoke signs. Those are weird to me. <laughs> like, yeah. Why would I drive into the smoke? <laughs> Do not drive in a smoke. I've never seen that. That's an Oklahoma thing. That's, that's an Oklahoma has, thing. It's an Oklahoma thing, and it has to do with the wildfires. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like good advice. <laughs> Sounds like a good like beer name. That if a haboob is coming through, there's all of these rules of how do you drive and how you pull over and all. Take your foot off the brake so that people don't follow you and hit you. Yeah, same kind if, of thing. If a what's coming through? Yeah. <laughs> all I heard was boob. A haboob. <laughs> the hell is that it's a huge sandstorm dust storm that comes through and it's a wall of dust it's frightening oh and in arizona yeah okay yeah i've experienced that trying to we have tornadoes here so yeah yeah, you got that yeah you got your own special wind there (laughs) (laughs) nick you ready for another mystery beer i'm always ready for more mystery beer Mystery beer. Say we've got we've got a jingle. <laughs> Good thing we're recording. We'll get that. Yeah, we'll we'll take that snippet out and make you famous. <laughs> when when these jingles, <laughs> the Doc Holiday, I'll make you famous. What we got? What do we got? We got Southern Tier Brewing, the Blackwater Series Nitro Coconut Truffle. It's an Imperial Milk Stout. Where's this from? Uh, I they're think they're out right of New York. They're up in New York. Yep. Yeah, they're in like way western New York. Yeah. Ale with sea salt, dark chocolate, natural chocolate, and coconut flavors. Okay, I, I saw that store. I was like, "That's right up Nick's alley." Well, you know, he's, I'm, I'm, I'm not shopping for beer for this guy. You know what I'm saying? It's for his mystery beers. That's why it's the greatest show ever. <laughs> <I'm> tra- <laughs> it's like I have a personal shop. I'm like, when when do I get my mystery beers? <laughs> Somebody did have a good idea, though. I brought like, you in bourbon. What? Well, that was a, that was a bad idea. That was a, <laughs> well, yeah. We did we did a whole episode of, of bourbon and beer. Yeah, we some uh, some friends of ours in Chicago. Uh, one has a beer podcast. One has a, a bourbon podcast. And so we did a bourbon beer podcast. Not a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great idea. 
Thank, thankfully, we, we both live in walking distance of here. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, we don't we don't drive home. <laughs> it, it works out well. So uh, do you guys you guys have styles that you kind of gravitate to when you're drinking beer or what do you think? Hmm. Good question. I mean, we we definitely try a lot of different beers. Um, I don't know. It's it's tough. I, I between drinking our own stuff, you know, at the end of the end of the day, and and people bring us beer all the time, and just you know, if you see something out there, or we go visit places. We're always always acquiring stuff. You know, if, I mean, for inspiration or just to try stuff out or or whatever. It's uh, can't say that we really gravitate towards. Well, sours, barrel-aged stuff. In the winter, I love a lot of porters or stouts, darker beers, mm-hmm. lighter beers in the warmer months. So you're saying you won't drink a stout in the summer? It's pretty unusual. <laughs> I don't know. I could do a stout any time of the year. Well, I mean, you know, you know, you know to each their own. I'm, we're not going to judge you. No, it's no, fine. It's a judgment-free zone. But it's always tout, stout season. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this smells really coconutty. No, it's, but you don't hit it like, as much on the top. It's like chocolate milk, dude. Oh yeah, it's there's it's, a lot of the cream. It's rich mm. and decadent and perfect yeah, summer beer. It sounds really interesting, but I'd be afraid. Like sometimes beers like that are too sweet for me. You know, like so it tastes great, but you get like halfway through it, and you're you know. This one. Well, is these more, are definitely. It's definitely two dessert beers in a row. Yeah, this <laughs> it's, it's more it's more bitter, like dark chocolate than than sweet. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So Which because well I'm done. I'm with you. If it's but too it's sweet, really creamy. Well, yeah, because it's, it's nitro. Yeah. It's you nitro. Pick that up in KC. Is that available in KC? Yeah, it was. Um, I was at one of the one of the local liquor stores, um, and they, you know you can buy singles or whatever. Yeah. And it was it was in there. I was like, oh, let me try that. I mean, the same place I got this cherry fandango. Now I got to yeah. tell you though, Nigel's fridge is like the wardrobe to Narnia. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you open that frigidaire up, and it's all of the beers. Well. Well, look, look, beer karma is real. Beer karma is real, by the way. It is. Um, People just bring Nigel beer or or ship him beer. That did happen. <laughs> beer, beer mail happens. We had we had a guest on from England, and he he actually sent us his beer. Oh wow! Oh, that's awesome. He's like, he's like, I want to come on, but I want you to I want you to have my beer first. I was like, okay. Came cold, still cold. Yeah, it was. It was yeah, it was. Really? Uh, wow. you know, a couple of IPAs. It was still. It was still sort of winter. Yeah, it's the end Fall. of winter. So it just, you know, it was probably on the bottom of a plane the whole time or whatever. But no, it showed up. It was, he, he did a nice packaging job. Mm. I had never seen that. It took me. <laughs> that was meticulous. Yeah, it took quite a bit of effort <laughs> to even get the beers out of the package. It was, it was yeah. pretty, pretty Shipping ridiculous. Beer is, shipping beer is expensive. It, it can be. That was, that was Rock Leopard Brewing? Yeah, Rock Leopard out of uh, London. Yep. Rock so Leopard. nobody's ever heard of it. When we get to travel again, we're going there. Yeah. There, there you go. So where do you go? I mean, you know, you said you don't really have a, a go-to style, but is there is there somewhere you go to, like you walk into a new tap room, are you going to try a certain style first? Or are you looking for something on the menu as, as, to start out with? To test them? Uh, <laughs> I think it kind of depends on the brewery. It depends on the weather. It depends on the mood, like what we've eaten or if we're going to eat. Um, but oftentimes, like, Dave said sours tend to be really interesting, but I'm I'm pretty judgmental on those. So <laughs> if, it's a, if it's a kettle sour, my stomach can't take it too much. Um, 
I'm always interested in different IPAs. I'm starting to get into more of the lagers because of Dave. And always a good status is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I guess it, it just, I don't know. I don't, I can't say that there's any rule. Like we go into a place and it's like, huh, that looks interesting. Like somebody brought us a sour, it was like a sour pickle beer from a brewery in Austin, I think. And, uh, <laughs> it was a, uh, why well, you're shaking her head? No, I mean, it, horrible, it was, I horrible it. idea. I my whole glass. Yeah, I mean, I but it was you know, I mean, I think I put it, you know, went on a tap, and I'm like, well, it's, I mean, it's fun. I don't know that I would, look, you know, order look, like pickle beer is not fun. Well, okay, pickle beer. I, 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 gotta, I enjoyed it, but you know, it's <laughs> pickle beer is like, what Oklahomans drink pickle juice, and to me, it was like we had a tornado warning last week. I put all of my important stuff in the basement and ran right upstairs to look and see where the tornado is. These are Oklahoma things that you do. <laughs> Drinking pickle beer is an Oklahoma thing, but nobody else should do it. Well, look, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, so look, I have spent a lot of time in Northwest Arkansas, Southwest Missouri, Northeast Oklahoma. Here we go. <laughs> Based on where you are, have you yet had the people come in and ask for the red beer? Yes, all the time. Really? How weirded out were you the first time? Well, you're from Oklahoma, so you probably heard of it, but yeah, I mean, I've heard of it, but the <laughs> I have to laugh because we hear people come people come in and say, "I like blondes." And after I've heard this a couple of times, I'm like, I'm kind of partial to redheads. <laughs> and it takes them a second. <laughs> I don't have any blonde beer. That's a hair color. <laughs> but. There you go. I'm not. I'm not. I'm yeah. not winning any salesman awards here. <laughs> I, I don't know why that's a thing in in the Arkansas region. The the uh, tomato because juice or Bloody Mary mix that, in beer. Uh, I mean, gross. Yeah, I don't know either. It's not not my thing, but I don't. Know I either. I had a boss in Southwest Missouri that that is all he would drink at the bar: fish bowls of red beer. I think it's because so much of the beer in Oklahoma. Up until just recently, yes, it was three point two. So yeah, you couldn't flavorless. get good beer. You're right. That's yeah, true. So they they figured out ways to make it interesting, and then you get used to it, and then it's a nostalgia thing. Well, I, you know, I I will give a shout out to Oklahoma City um, because the the beer scene there, you know, once they changed the laws, you could actually have a actually have a tap room and things like that. The beers there are super underrated. When I go there, people are like, there's breweries in Oklahoma City. I'm like, yes, and they're all very, very good. We've had a couple of guys on from Oklahoma, and they're they're super underrated because they're doing some really good beers. I think, you know. Tulsa, too. I was gonna, that was my next thing. You know, Tulsa was known as, oh, that's where all the good beer is. I think Oklahoma City has surpassed them. I really do. Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I – I don't know. I, I don't know for sure, but we, we definitely have people bringing us stuff, and it's there's some really good beers being made out that way. Yeah, it's it's, it's very surprising as young as their beer scene is, because five years ago it wasn't there. No, it was. <laughs> you know, you, um, yeah. I mean, you had Coop, which, which is probably the oldest one in Oklahoma City, but you know, you, they didn't have a tap room. Um, they were at you know they're at a bar or whatever. You couldn't even buy it in a store, and now you can go to the you know the on cues in Oklahoma City and have. From the from the biggest coop to the smallest ones, everybody's in the store. It's it's 
Yeah. It's mind blowing to to be there for so long. Out, you know, back in high school, you know, we would drive to the Texas state line to get, you know, get some stuff that wasn't three point two, you know. And now they have all this really great beer. It's 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 great. I love it that it's changed. So, you know, maybe you guys are gonna be the 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 uh, the uh, the gateway game, game changers. Yeah, the game changers in Eureka Springs. Because for me, a town like that, you know, it's not a big population. There's all these eclectic, weird things going on. Sounds like a brewery to me. That's <laughs> like a brewery town, you know? That would be cool. It would be really cool. And I think one of the things that attracted us with Eureka Springs is there's a lot of great restaurants here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so people come here expecting to get good food. So they're used to flavor. There's a lot of great music here in Northwest yeah. Arkansas. And some amazing artists. Yeah. So it's this funky little community that has a what a sixty foot Jesus on the hill. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Bikers who come through of yep. all sorts of flavors. Yeah. And <laughs> a huge LGBTQ community. Yeah. And the artist hippies from 1974. Yes. It's interesting. And all those hills. You know, if you want big calves, that's the place to be. Yeah. <laughs> Have you watched the, uh, there's a, there's a, uh, I went to Eureka live. Um, and that was quite, that, that was quite the, quite a good time, but there's a, there's a documentary called the, the, uh, the gospel of Eureka. Have you seen it? It's yeah, pretty cool. It. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, you, you, you know, it's, well? huh? You saw it as well. Yeah, I did. Right. At the front, when I came and saw you guys, somebody was telling me about it. Actually the guy who owns uh, Eureka live. Oh, there's yeah. a, and, and it's, it's the former owners that, that they're in the documentary. And it's this, this great story about how, you know, the LGBTQ and the Christians live in harmony in this town with the giant Jesus, you know, it's know that harmony is the right probably. word. Well, maybe not harm. Like, har like they, they occupy the same space, yeah. but well, he might not use yeah. harmony. <laughs> I mean, maybe not harmony, but you know, at least there's they, a, they were trying truth. to get, yeah, there's the truth. They were trying to get along. There's a right? ceasefire yeah. of sorts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> More or less. Now, Eureka is a, a, a unique town. What are you drinking now there, Wendy? Is that something different? I'm still drinking. No, I'm still drinking the same thing. Dave is out of here. His I'm, I'm, I'm out nursing out. mine. Yeah. I mean, you can get we, up and we, get a beer if you'd like. We we, we allow it. Yeah. We do we do allow uh, refill right. passes. Our, 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 la our last help. episode, um, shout out right to uh, you. You can do that. Wendy can hold the fort down. I once had to leave because somebody hit my car in the parking lot. That did happen. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and yeah. and our last guest, he got up. Well, he was behind the bar. He's a brewer at uh, um, oh, uh, in Grain Valley and Grain, uh, Grain Iron Valley. Iron Kettle Iron Kettle. And he had all the taps behind him, so he just got up and just poured took, a beer. Took his camera. We had and we took had his the, camera. The draft, like the draft cam. Right, draft cam. So you can probably see Dave in there. We there. we can. We can see go. you. <laughs> <laughs> now, so I I want to tell you about our bar, if that's okay. No, sure, that, that, absolutely. That was actually my next question. Tell me about the tap room and the bar because it's. So I the, loved it. the bar is made out of wood from old Walmart tractor trailers. And it's a, a veteran-owned company that reclaims the, this wood out of the tractor trailers. And a friend of ours built it for us. And he and his wife and Dave and I had 15 minutes to get the resin on top of the bar before it set. It's an oh. <laughs> wow. It was crazy. <laughs> 
That's a, so many great stories. So I can't imagine that stress level. Of yeah. Like, you got to get it done and you got to get it done right. So when you guys were like, you know, uh, starting out, you're going to do this tap room. To me, it's, it's your place is very unique. Somebody put some thought into that. What, what, how did that happen? <laughs> so it was, it was an Elks Lodge is what it was originally built at in okay. 1982. So it kind of looks like a Southern church. All of a sudden um, I know where this is. Oh, you do. <laughs> and, and I saw it and I saw the potential of it. And our partners went, I don't know. And Dave was like, I don't know. I'm like, yeah, you know, we need to move the bathroom because Arkansas is going to do this dumb bathroom law and we can't ever let anybody in our community not have a bathroom to go. So we need to spend this money to take out existing bathrooms and rebuild brand new ones. And they were not happy with me about that. <laughs> and then we, I had these ideas for floor. I had just been collecting ideas and and it all, we had a great general contractor who said, that'll work, that'll work. Mm, not so much, but maybe try it this way. He saw the vision of putting in a garage door. Um, he saw the vision of changing the entryway. Um, they made the bathrooms work. It wasn't <laughs> the way that I had originally planned them, but our state law wouldn't allow it to be the way we had wanted to plan it. Mm -hmm. um, but we ended up getting individual bathrooms and we have a coffee roaster in the front of the building and we have a, she'll be opening a coffee shop this summer and then we've got more space for event rental later on the, down the road very cool that's cool now the, the tap room we, is we're doing the flooring everybody talks about the floor in our tap room so when dave originally talked <laughs> to the guy who's doing the flooring about doing the brewery floor he said, Wendy wants something that looks like wood. And so this guy came in with all these samples and he shot it, started showing me pictures of something. I go, whoa, go back too. And he, he pulled this up and I go, that's what I want. And Dave kind of looked at me like, no, <laughs> like, no, no, that, that, that's the floor. It is amazing. And it looks like a galaxy. I'm looking, I keep looking down at the floor, Yeah. but it looks like galaxy. It's really crazy. It, it is very cool. I was, I was actually. I thought it might be a like a distraction. Like people are gonna think the floor is so cool that they're you know, <laughs> more important than the beer. <laughs> the beer needs to be the most important thing. And then they drink the beer and they're like, that's amazing beer. And then they appreciate the floor even more. Yeah. Well that's, that's good. Yeah. I mean I mean, you know, it's funny because um one of our breweries around here, my buddy uh at Diametric, they've got this great floor and it's got their logo in it. Nobody notices. <laughs> <laughs> I don't say I've, I've, I've never noticed that. You have never, yeah. I've never noticed. If, if you walk around, their 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 logo is inlaid into this concrete. It's beautiful because wow. that floor, the floor is blue gray. Right. But yeah, you got to go. You got to go walk around. And look at the floor. Why you're drinking your beer? Just <laughs> nice. You had never noticed that. That's uh, <laughs> well, and they've been four years, three years, three years. That one year doesn't that, – that last year was – yeah. nobody, well, yeah, okay. nobody last, knows what happened last year doesn't count. 2020. <laughs> <laughs> as far as the tap room floor. So how many beers do you guys have on tap right now? We have 13 beers plus a cider. So we, we – uh, Arkansas allows breweries to make cider. Okay. So we have a cider made from apples grown uh, in the next town, and we ate wood-aged it. So it was six months oh. in a fooder. It's really, nice. It's really nice. 
Um, but yeah, we have 13 beers, 13 beers on tap, I think right now. Um, just wide variety from like, you know, kind of lighter colored lager, German lager to um, an Imperial Stout. Yeah, I was impressed you guys just had the, the random gamut on all the styles. I, I, I was like, yep. Thank, thankfully, I was staying down the street <laughs> when I came to town. It's a, it's I was at the Wanderoo Lodge, so nice. I was good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of people, you know, I don't know. I guess something a lot of breweries end up specializing in, in one, you know, like they'll do a lot of IPAs or they'll specialize in one, one style or another. I just like a lot of different kinds of beers. I, yeah, same here. You know, I, I don't necessarily know what I want to drink on any one particular day. So having a lot of different things as options just makes sense to me. Does that make it harder when you're trying to schedule your brews? <laughs> what am I going to make? Yeah, I mean, yeah, totally. So, um, <laughs> if, you know, I mean, pretty much every beer has a different yeast, you know, so like, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know how quickly things are going to sell. You know, the lagers take six weeks, the ales take two weeks. So planning right. on the lagers is definitely um, longer term. I mean, in the, in the barrels, all the barrel stuff is obviously it's got its own agenda. Like it's ready when it's ready. So knowing what's going to be available when is definitely, yeah, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of guesswork and just sort of figuring it out as you go along. Um, but yeah, having to constantly uh, be growing ye different yeasts for different beers and, yeah. um, you know, stocking a lot of different kinds of hops and malts, whatever can be pretty challenging, but yeah, that's, you know, whatever you do, what you got to do to make the beers you want to make. Right. That, that is, <laughs> that, that is true. What what has been? Do you think your best mover? Uh, good question. I mean, we do pretty much almost always have a hazy IPA. Those are really easy to sell. Um, you know, a lot of people come in and just order whatever the hazy is. We sell a lot of lager, actually. Surprising amount. Of Next kombucha. Yeah, yeah. Actually, probably the, the thing that moved the fastest was the Oktoberfest when we had that on. Yeah, um, that that went super super fast. Um, yeah, I mean, we generally have a couple sours and, you know, they'll move more quickly in the summer than they will in the winter. Um, we did a very, very, very small batch of a nitro stout and it went really fast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nitro stout. So, yeah. Those are gateways as well. You put something on nitro. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it just... <laughs> You could put anything on nitro, be like, oh, it's not bitter. It's not this. It's not that. It's so smooth. It's so creamy. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> so what's, what's your brew day like? Uh, I'm sure, I'm sure Wendy's calling the shots, right? On the brew days. She's like, she's like, she's like, I'm not participating in that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so we, we work around, so we're, we're open here now, Wednesday to Sunday. Um, and you know, I mean, the brewery is kind of a mess when I'm, when I'm brewing. So we, I try to work around the, the taproom schedule just right. so it looks clean in there and whatever. And plus, most days I'm actually working in the taproom right now. So uh, I brew on the days that we're not serving. So I actually, I brewed yesterday and today. So we were open yesterday, but now we got somebody to cover for me and uh, made a batch of Pilsner yesterday and a batch of a session IPA today. And then just filling kegs and cleaning and so on and so forth. Assistant brewing. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. We, we're, so we're getting how, how big's your, how big's your system? It's a seven barrel. That's good size. Uh, 
you know, to, to start with. Because I know a lot of my friends who have breweries here in the Kansas City area, you know, start out with three and they're popular and they they're just they're brewing all the time yeah. because they can't keep up. So at least with a seven, you have some capa- at least some capacity, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're selling we're selling about a batch a week right now at the, the rate we're going to I'm trying to brew. I'm trying to actually brew a couple batches every other week sometimes three every other week right um just to kind of group them together um yeah i I didn't i don't know i i i really i didn't want to start that small i mean we it's just more work i mean you know one of our (laughs) one of our favorite breweries is actually doing like a barrel at a time you know yeah she's making She's, I don't know, at least last time we talked, she was brewing like four or five times a week, plus all of the tank cleaning. And right, so right. And so forth, and it's just, That's nonstop. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, yeah, yeah, so it's, you know, we, we wanted to be able to make it pretty manageable with just the two of us if need be. And obviously, like, things are going pretty well, so we're looking to bring some people in to help out. But, um, yeah, at that scale, I mean, essentially, I can do all, like, pretty much for all last year, I did all of everything in the brewery and then still work from the tap room yeah three or four days a week so so you said you said you guys are on taps uh in some places in town yeah we've got i think we have five accounts in town that pour a beer and i've got a couple in rogers and a couple in fayetteville um, springdale and we actually started um i go down you know get down to to Little Rock once a month or so, and I'll drop mm-hmm. some beer down there as well. So nice. Just, uh, I mean, mostly, honestly, trying to get the you know get the beer out there and get people aware of us. Aware, yeah. The reputation. Um, you know, just the distribution isn't obviously isn't as profitable as selling it here on on premises, but right. Yeah, we want to make people make people aware of us and and what we're about, and, and hopefully get them to come here and buy beer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, to, to me, it's a such a great town. That's a great beer trip. I, that's, I think it's perfect. Yeah, that's a, that's a, it's already like a good just destination. Yeah. City. Now and, you throw in, you throw in a good, a good tap room and brewery. Yeah. Good brewery. I'm, I'm, I'm good to go. So Dave, did you pour a different beer this time? Which, what'd you get? Yeah. I got a double Bach. Okay. Good. Kind of later in the day sort of beer. Yeah. Shout out to junior. Junior. So we're going to send junior and his wife, Stacy down to see you guys. Cause they love their beer. Um, and I keep telling him about your brewery. <laughs> and so I'm going to tell him, Stacy, Jr., go to Gotta Hold Brewing. You gotta go. Yes, you gotta please. Hold. Yeah, yeah. And guys, well, you know, let us know when you're going to be here so we can uh, we can roll out the red carpet for you. No, no, no. Trust me. Um, as soon as I get into town, I'm coming there. <laughs> so I got to tell you, uh, I got to give a shout out. At the start of our driveway is Petals and Pines Cottage, and you can find it on Airbnb. It's a two-bedroom, one-bath uh, cottage that's associated with our building. Really? Yeah. So you Sold. can stumble. To- Done. <laughs> yeah, it's literally yeah. right in front of the bird. That's awesome. I'm yeah. there. <laughs> All right, Nick. Mystery beard uh, number three. Number three? What do we got? Hit me. I'm a little excited about this. The, the, you know, the thing about the mystery beers, but I like, I like to give a you know, we're going to pour a little bit and we have to drink them when, when we get, when we get done. <laughs> it's like, it's like although, although 
I, I didn't. I did not compensate for the larger glass you brought today. Well, I couldn't find the smaller glasses, so I, you know I had to go with what I. I think those they, they were dirty, so I, just glasses. You know, Fish Boy from Against the Grain. Where are they out of? It's a strawberry rhubarb ale. Oh, you know what? You know what? I haven't been doing. There's going to be some people disappointed. What's that? I haven't been doing the uh, ABVs. Oh, you have not. What's no, the ABV this one's on a three point two. Three point two. Which is, you know, look, you're kind of ruining your trend from the last four episodes. <laughs> Where is this out of? Somewhere. Louisville, Kentucky. And surprisingly, I bought that here in Kansas City. So weird. Well, 3.2, that is not a Louisville slugger. No, it's not. Oh, you're having oh, issues right there, buddy. Oh, that's a bad snap. <laughs> we didn't bring paper towels this time. No, we did not. So what do you guys, you know, you're, you're almost a year in, what are you going to do for your anniversary? You're going to have some special beers, you know, because what we need to do, we need to let people know. And the people who have not from this area been down there, we'll bring just a busload from, from the Kansas city area. What's going to happen for, for the anniversary? Special beer. We've got two bands that will be playing. We've not said who they are yet, um, but we are very excited about both of them. Um, one of them is the only one that Dave has been asking for since the we've started that I just could not get booked because of COVID. Right. Um, finally said yes and agreed since Dave was asking. So I'm pretty <laughs> excited about that. Um, but yeah, that's that's the start of it. We're still kind of scheming around some things and planning. I think you know it's it's interesting because it's always a day to day. Dave often will tell people I brew the beer and he does distribution and sales and Wendy does everything else. And that's partially true. Um, but there's always so much going on that it it's hard to really sit down and do a lot of that planning, but I know we've got to do it right. pretty quickly because it's already May. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we'll definitely be doing somewhat of a party with a couple, couple awesome bands and we're going to release a couple of, the first of our food or age beers will be available um, oh, nice. for the anniversary. Yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting. So I mean, because they, they're typically about a year, and you know, I've been I've been tasting. I went and tasted uh, the first one we put in the into a fooder, and it's yeah, it's delicious. It's getting getting there. It's getting yeah. close. So we'll have that for the first year, um, which is great because that's you know those are those are the beers probably I'm most excited about. And, All right, um, help me out. I'm the beer newbie. I don't know what you're talking about. He doesn't know what a fooder is. Oh, okay. Okay, sorry about that. All right. So <laughs> no, 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 no. That's fine. But I think that's that's. Part I guess of I should explain it to him because I know that's 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 part of you know why we're doing this too. Is right. We want to we want to bring people along. Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, there, we age we age beer and wood in a couple different things. Most of it's barrels. So there's wine barrels and there's there's bourbon barrels um, and or well other spirit barrels. And then fooders are essentially like a big barrel. So I have a couple fooders that are seven barrels. They, they, you know, so they hold about 220 gallons and they're like a big wine barrel. Um, kind of They're you know, they're a wooden, they're a wooden tank. And what you get when you're fermenting or, you know, kind of conducting a long fermentation in there is the yeast and the bacteria can kind of cling to the surface of the wood and, it kind of helps the, the beer to ferment. You also, because the wood is porous, you get a slow ingress of oxygen, which also helps. So you get this, and you also get some, typically get some wood character 
into the beer as well. So uh, these these kind of long, slow fermentations of these interesting sour beers in wood bring out really, really interesting character. Yeah. But it just it takes a long time yeah. to do. Do you get like that kind of those woody notes that you get sometimes, you know, in in, in spirits? I mean, is that kind of what you're adding? Um, not so much, you know, some of the spirits you're seeing like coconut and vanilla and stuff like that. You may get a little bit of that, but, um, they're not, they're not charred like okay. a spirit barrel is. They're t- like typically toasted. So the two we have are me- like kind of a medium toast, which is pretty typical for a wine barrel. Um, you do, you get kind of the oak character you would see maybe in, in a, in like a wine, a wine that's like a, like a Chardonnay that's, that's oak yeah. aged. Right. Um, but really it's mostly, they're, they're great vessels for firm, secondary fermentation with these, you know, kind of Brettanomyces and yeah. lactobacillus organisms that just can, they, I, you know, like I said, they take a long time, but they, they do some really amazing magic. They do their own thing. <laughs> they, really, they really do. They're on, they're on their own timeline, unfortunately, but <laughs> exactly. it's worth it. It's worth it for sure. Well, I need to try these. Well, you've you've yes. been to Diametric at that the big wooden barrel that they yep. have. That's yep. a, that's a fooder. Okay. Yep. So you know that, that they look yeah. knowing is half the battle. <laughs> We're here to educate. The more you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what do you think of this beer? I'm liking this. Yeah. I'm a big fish, I'm a big, I'm a big rhubarb fan though. I'm pretty I much get, anything I rhubarb. Get, I oh, get, it's got it. It's there. I can't remember the last time I had a rhubarb. I just had a uh, strawberry rhubarb bread last night. You know, as a child, sidebar. <laughs> <laughs> as a child growing up in England, we had this neighbor that grew rhubarb, and we used to sneak and grab it and eat it from just the raw stalks. Wow. Yeah. How is that? Sour. <laughs> Maybe that's why I like sour beers. I don't that know. might be. <laughs> Dave, what's that? What's that? Uh, you kind of talked about what you brewed. You you don't really delve into anything crazy, do you? In terms of it, like ingredients. Oh, um, sure. I don't know. I mean, we we haven't really done that much. I mean, we're, we're planning a collab beer with another brewery. What's the brewery? Uh, it's Preston Rose. Farm Where are they down down in Paris? Yeah, they're good friends, um, and that's gonna. Almost certainly have peppers, like a bunch of different peppers in it. Oh, which be interesting. What style uh, of beer? To be determined. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we yeah, got one degree. We got we got peppers. It's gonna be peppers. We don't know anything yeah. else. Well, they have, they have so they're actually they're a legit farm brewery. They and they uh, they grow a lot of peppers. Um, okay, and and it's you know it's something that we haven't done here yet. But I mean, we use a lot. We use. We've made a few beers with coffee because we have a coffee roaster in the brewery. Right. Um, cacao nibs. Uh, what else have we put in beer? <laughs> I mean, we, we're not, you know, we're using a lot yeah. of fruit, obviously, but gotcha. I, don't think, I don't really consider that to be weird or esoteric. Oh, we I, I played around. We did a collaboration with Natural State Beer Company in Rogers yeah. uh, for a Berliner Weiss. They do okay. a lot of traditional German beers and they wanted to do some kind of sour. So we did this with them as a fundraiser for the Arkansas Brewers Guild. And traditionally with a Berliner Weiss, you either have a raspberry or Woodruff syrup that goes right, in it. Right, right. And at the time we already had an amazing raspberry sour. So I got to be a little bit creative and come up with different kinds of syrups that would go in there. So 
he's saying no on the beers, but I've gotten absolutely insane on the syrups. Um, <laughs> so American Solera released a beer uh, maybe a month ago uh, that had butterfly pea flower, which I'd never heard of. And it makes the most amazing color. It's a tea and it, it's like this violet blue color. So I had to get that. And since it came in right at the beginning of spring, I harvested uh, red buds, violets and dandelions from our property and put all of those together for one of the syrups. Wow. We did a hibiscus cherry orange blossom syrup. We've done a rose Tulsi and a, a London fog. So Earl Grey and lavender. Yeah. Uh, we did a Thai spice that had uh, mango chilies lemongrass and ginger and when wow. we first did it we did a green one kind of like the the woodruff um but it was spinach arugula lemongrass ginger and i don't know something else i can't remember now green stuff green stuff is kind of weird <laughs> but these are all uh, yeah <laughs> but i'd love to do something with nasturtiums um because it has a good peppery flavor to it. Yeah, I, I don't know what that is. What is that? are a flower. You'll see them. You see them all the time in the summer. Um, you can eat all of it from the petals to the stem to the leaves. And inside the, inside the flower, there's just this itty bitty teeny tiny drop of nectar that's really sweet. But everything else is like almost like uh, mustard, really, really bite sharp huh. peppery taste. Yeah, so look for a mustard-tasting beer in the future for us. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd also like to harvest um, the mulberries are, are going to be coming out here pretty soon. Um, and I remember as a kid growing up in Oklahoma getting in really big trouble because I would climb the mulberry. Uh -oh. We had trees, not bushes, that and, and eat these mulberries, but it stains everything. And, Mommy not uh, happy. I would love to <laughs> knew. And mom was not very domestic to begin with, so that made it even worse. Um, but I, I would love to do a mulberry sour. Um, so I keep trying to pitch ideas to them, and about half of them I get eye rolls, and the other half <laughs> he actually thinks about it and says, oh, maybe that would work. Well, yeah. you know, it's it's funny because um, I liken you guys to uh, uh, my friends at Windshift Brewing. Their husband and wife team started a brewery. Kind of, you know, kind of the same kind of crazy love story that, you know, <laughs> and it's the same. It, they do the same thing, but it's normally him going with the crazy ideas. She's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> cool. They just picked a bunch of dandelions from the field next door to the brewery, and he's done it before, and he did this uh, like. I don't even know what style it was, but it actually worked. She thought he was crazy. <laughs> no, I can imagine it would be delicious. Yeah. The, the, I've got well, um, chrysanthemum, uh, dry chrysanthemums in the back that I want to make a syrup out of. And half of it is just playing with the flavors and saying, well, what do you think about this? Or what right. do you think about that? And right. could it balance with this or that? And um we did Mexican Buddha. I mentioned it earlier. We, uh, he made a brown ale with new Java coffee, cinnamon and chocolate. And mm. it was absolutely delicious. It reminded me of, uh, Abuelita's, uh, hot chocolate. Yeah. I've never had that, but it's, oh, yeah. it's really oh, yeah. delicious. And, and I keep saying, you know, we ought to do a stout like that. Yes. Um, the idea hasn't caught yet. 
Well, yeah. The, the but answer I think is it yes. needs some pepper in it. Sure. I'll, I'll vote. No doubt. The, the, thing, the, 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 the thing about doing seven barrels at a time, though, is that it is a little bit of a commitment. So you yes. got to make sure you time these things. And, you know, like, so, yeah, we're not going to do, like, a big – well, we're not going to do a lot of a big stout, for sure, in the middle of the summer. No. Um, you know, I mean, the, we'll come get it. <laughs> need to be able to live it a reasonable amount of time. <laughs> So, awesome. Count yeah. Nigel for half. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah I'll, 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 just, I'll just come get the dang, you know, the the kegs. <laughs> Put them yeah. in my house. He got a big we car. Are, we are starting to do some smaller stuff. Like I've got the pilot brewery that we we develop recipes in, and right. it's like, oh, I mean, I can do a couple batches in there, and I can make a barrel. Yeah, you know, something yeah. kind of fun and different. So you know, as time allows, we'll do some some of that kind of stuff. Very cool. Very cool. Hey, we appreciate you guys coming on. Thank you guys. Um, Thank this you is for awesome. having us. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Us I, this is great. I've been I've been, you know, touting you guys since I left. Um uh, awesome. I'm telling everybody to come that. down here and see you guys. Um, where can people follow you guys like on social media and that sort of thing? Gotta hold brewing for Instagram and Facebook, and our website is gotahold.beer. All right. Are I like you, that. Are you, are you guys on the Twitters? We are. I don't use it very much. In fact, I know you are on the Twitter because I know I know I added you, at, added you on the Twitter one time when I had that dang uh, steep and what's it called? Not steep and crooked and steep. Crooked, crooked and steep. steep. I drank yeah, that we're beer. We're also was... on Untapped. Yeah, so you can find all of our beers. Yes, on yes, yes. And yes. we're pretty active with that. We we actually pay attention to what people are saying. Right. We have a lot of uh, jokes about how bad people's math skills are. Um, in terms of rating. <laughs> yeah. I had to but, chastise. I had to chastise a friend of mine about his rating the other night. It was a beer. There's nothing wrong with the beer. He just didn't like it. Didn't, it didn't hit his palate. I'm like, well, you're rating uh, your, this yeah. is a pet peeve of yours. It is a pet peeve of mine it, is. And again, David goes back to education. Yeah. Is, yeah. Is, is there something wrong with the beer? He's like, no, you just didn't like it. That doesn't mean you need to give it a two. That's rude. Yeah, and he was sitting at the and he was sitting at the brewery that that I work at. I was like, "No, you need to go change that." <laughs> but but did he change it? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. He the, just the, the ones it that was, drive us that drive us kind of crazy. Are like people are like, "Oh, that's pretty good," and it'll be like two point five. Like, yeah. You realize that's a fifty. You know, like, <laughs> right? Two point five out of five is like half. Yeah. That's like a that's you like know? a D. Right. That's like a D in school, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. So <laughs> maybe they, maybe they just need to change it to letter grades. <laughs> no. You know what? I could take that. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Because be better. Is, I mean, it is though. It is like I feel like it's pretty influential. Like people will. I know that we like we go to town and you know you look on Untapped and like okay what breweries are here and if I right. don't know or if I haven't heard anything, yeah. um You know, I'm like more inclined to pick the one that's more highly rated. But so, but unfortunately, I'm more likely just to look at like the styles. Like what you know, I, I and Dave, I, I was the same way. Um, and I've gotten away from that be- because of friends like my buddy the other night. I don't, I don't, I don't want to go off of your stupid judgment. That's like telling me not to watch a particular movie because you didn't like it. Yeah, I'm going to try it and see if I like it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. No, so that you know, I'm going to get off the the damn uh, the soapbox. That's, that, that, that's a whole episode <laughs> unto itself. Nick, yep. where can they find us? You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or you know what, Nigel? Just about any of your favorite podcast apps. You can watch us on YouTube, on Vimeo, or on the Facebooks. Facebooks, yeah. 
at Beers with Nigel on Twitter at Beers with Nigel. And you know what else? You've been listening to Beers with Nigel, a show about beer and other stuff hosted by Nigel Woodbury and that other guy, Nick Parker. Beers with Nigel is poured for you by Dire Oil Graphics, providing bumper-to-bumper graphic design, promo products, and print services. Find them at direoil.com. Beers with Nigel is a proud member of the Fredcast Network and is available on all of your favorite podcast flavors. Find Beers with Nigel on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and ask Alexa to play the Beers with Nigel podcast.